Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Mark chapter 14. Now the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread were only two days away, and the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some sly way to arrest Jesus and kill him. But not during the feast, they said, or the people may riot. While he was still in Bethany, reclining at the table in the home of a man known as Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, Why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor, and they rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, and you can help them any time you want, but you will not always have me. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. I tell you the truth, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Then, Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priest to betray Jesus to them. They were delighted to hear this and promised to give him money, so he watched for an opportunity to hand him over. On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, when it was customary to sacrifice the Passover lamb, Jesus' disciples asked him, Where do you want us to go and make preparations for you to eat the Passover? So he sent two of his disciples, telling them, Go into the city, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him. Say to the owner of the house he enters, The teacher asked, Where is my guest room, and where may I eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large upper room, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. The disciples left, went into the city, and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. When evening came, Jesus arrived with the twelve. While they were reclining at the table eating, he said, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They were saddened, and one by one they said to him, Surely not I. It is one of the twelve, he replied, one who dips bread into the bowl with me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him, but woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had never been born. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take it, this is my body. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and offered it to them, and they all drank from it. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many, he said to them. I tell you the truth, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it anew in the kingdom of God. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. You will all fall away, Jesus told them, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee." Peter declared, Even if all fall away, I will not. I tell you the truth, Jesus answered. Today 
yes, tonight, before the rooster crows twice, you yourself will disown me three times. But Peter insisted emphatically, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all of the others said the same things. They went to a place called Gethsemane, and Jesus said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death, he said to them. Stay here and keep watch. Going a little farther, he fell to the ground and prayed that, if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup away from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Simon, he said to Peter, are you asleep? Could you not keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Once more he went away and prayed the same thing. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. They didn't know what to say to him. Returning the third time, he said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Enough. The hour has come. Look, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. Just as he was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, appeared. With him was a crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him and lead him away under guard. So going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Rabbi, and kissed him. The men seized Jesus and arrested him. Then one of those standing near drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Am I leading a rebellion, said Jesus, that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I was with you, teaching in the temple courts, and you did not arrest me. But the scriptures must be fulfilled. Then everyone deserted him and fled. A young man, wearing nothing but a linen garment, was following Jesus. When they seized him, he fled naked, leaving his garment behind. They took Jesus to the high priest, and all the chief priests, elders, and teachers of the law came together. Peter followed him at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest. There he sat with the guards and warmed himself at the fire. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death, but they didn't find any. Many testified falsely against him, but their statements didn't agree. Then some stood up and gave this false testimony against him. We have heard him say, I will destroy this man-made temple, and in three days I will build another not made by man. Yet even then their testimony didn't agree. Then the high priest stood up before them all and asked Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent and gave no answer. Again, the high priest asked him, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed One? I am, said Jesus, and you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. The high priest then tore his clothes Why do we need any more witnesses, he asked. You've heard the blasphemy. What do you think? And they all condemned him as worthy of death. 
Then some began to spit on him. They blindfolded him, struck him with their fist, and said, Prophesy! And the guards took him and beat him. While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came by. When she saw Peter warming himself, she looked closely at him. You were with that Nazarene, Jesus, she said, but he denied it. I don't know or understand what you're talking about, he said, and he went out to the entryway. When the servant girl saw him there, she said again to those standing around, This fellow is one of them. Again, Peter denied it. After a little while, those standing near said to Peter, Surely you are one of them, for you're a Galilean. He began to call down curses on himself, and he swore to them, I do not know this man you're talking about. Immediately the rooster crowed the second time. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows twice, you will disown me three times. And he broke down and wept. I want to just focus on two things as we recap this chapter. The first part of the chapter gives the setting of the Last Supper. It's during a Passover celebration. And it was during a Passover celebration for a very important reason. That was because Jesus was the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, who was destined by God from the foundation of the world to be sacrificed for our sins on Passover. And so to emphasize the fact that this is Passover, the word Passover is used over and over and over again. And in the context of the Passover, Jesus has the Last Supper with his disciples. The Last Supper became what we know Holy Communion. And so Holy Communion is a celebration of the fulfillment of the Passover. Verse 1, now the Passover And the festival of unleavened bread were only two days away, and the chief priests and the teachers of the law were scheming to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. So it says Passover and the festival of unleavened bread together. They were celebrated as one continuous festival in the uh, first century. Verse 12, on the first day of the Passover festival of unleavened bread, when it was customary to sacrifice the Passover lamb, Jesus' disciples asked him, where do you want us to go and make preparations to eat Passover? So he told them that he wanted to have Passover with his disciples and how to find the upper room. Then in verse 22, while they were eating the Passover meal, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them all, and they drank from it. He said, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. And so Holy Communion and the Last Supper are one and the same. Jesus was celebrating a Passover and the fact that he was about to fulfill Passover. So Jesus was taken and tried, and the high priest asked Jesus a question. In verse 61, he said, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? And Jesus answered him in verse 62. Now pay attention, because many people say that Jesus never affirmed that he was the Messiah and the Son of God, but here he does so explicitly. The question is, are you the Messiah and the Son of the Blessed One? Verse 62, I am, said Jesus, and you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. And so he explicitly declared himself to be the Son of God and the Messiah, and that he would be sitting beside the heavenly King of all kings, the Mighty One, and ultimately coming again on the clouds of heaven. So the next time, friends, you celebrate Holy Communion, remember this was given the last night of Jesus' life in the context of a Passover meal. He's the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He's the Messiah 
the Son of the Blessed One, who's coming again in the clouds. Lord, may we celebrate the fullness of what you've come to do for each of us. Lord, may we recognize you as the Lamb of God, the Son of God, and the Messiah of both Jew and Gentile. We love you, Jesus. We appreciate you. We thank you so much for giving your sinless life for us so that we might live forever. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.